Hey, what is up, everyone? My name is John Tunger, and you're listening to 4-Minute Finance. On today's episode, we are talking about the streaming wars. This week, earnings season brought us AT&T and Netflix. We get an inside glimpse of how these companies that are all revolving around streaming are doing. And we have a guest appearance from a private company, Quibi, as they had a really big announcement to make just the other day. And before we get started, if you enjoy this podcast, if you haven't left a review yet, that would mean so, so much to me. It takes a lot to produce these podcasts three times a week. And a review on Apple Podcasts really helps in getting the word out there to other people. You don't even need to write words. Just clicking on the stars gets the job done. All right. All right. Self-promotion over. Let's get started. It's not breaking news to any of you that 2020 is all about the streaming wars. While everyone's stuck at home, we are itching for more and more content to be able to consume, and there's not a ton of new stuff that cable or live TV is offering us, and so we resort to going to Netflix, Disney+, YouTube TV, Hulu, Showtime. What's that one? I think NBC? Peacock. You get my point? There is a barrage of companies that are trying to offer streaming content directly to you, D to C, direct to consumer content, and it's a bit blurry right now to see how all of this will shake out. We only have so many subscription dollars to go around, and what companies are going to be the big winners or losers? And our first story of the day has to do with one of the big losers. After six months of being launched, Quibi, the short-form video platform that made content specifically to be consumed on your phone while you're commuting or waiting in line at a grocery store, has announced that they are shutting down. They raised nearly $2 billion that they have burned through in just six months of formal operation. The executives blame the failure on COVID-19. They claim that their product was really meant to be consumed while people were commuting, and instead they were stuck at home. Now they took the risk trying to say, this will still work, let's still launch, offer people free trials, and grow the audience, but Obviously, that didn't go as planned. And this is a big story, especially in the venture capital world. Venture capitalists are people that take early bets on companies. They invest in private companies in hopes that they grow like crazy and they turn millions of dollars, potentially even into billions of dollars as companies grow to these really, really lofty valuations. But I'm sort of haunted by this tweet that I saw that really broke down how much $2 billion is. And the tweet says this, Imagine burning $2 billion of VC, venture capital funding, in six months. That's $10 million per day, $455,000 per hour, $7,589 per minute, and $126 per second. And in six months, poof, that funding is gone. Yes, a lot of this can be blamed on COVID-19, but also indicates that everything that's in the streaming world right now might not be as rosy as it appears. And we saw a similar case being built with Netflix earnings report. They're down about 10% this week. The other day, the company announced that they added around 2.2 million paid subscribers globally. But that fell short of analyst expectations that they were going to add an additional 3.4 million subscribers. So about a million less. That's a big difference from reality compared to expectation. In fact, it's the weakest subscriber gain that Netflix has seen in the last four years. Their subscriber growth in the U.S. was essentially flat, which highlights the situation in the U.S. that they've really hit a lot of the market that they're going to reach and revenue growth will come from raising the prices, not adding new subscriber growth. 
So the stock price dropped because that means people are looking for growth internationally, and that obviously didn't happen as that fell short of expectations. So raising price in the U.S. and international growth for Netflix will be what we're looking for in the future. And our last stop in the Streaming Wars tour is AT&T earnings reports. Now, AT&T is in a really tricky spot. Their business has many different elements to it, and some of their most profitable elements lately have been adding new wireless subscribers. So, you know, people need a lot of internet, especially in the middle of a pandemic when you're stuck at home. You want to upgrade those internet services. That's been on the rise. But they also own this thing called DirecTV. Who subscribes to DirecTV right now except maybe your parents? I'm not quite sure. No offense, no offense. Don't want to lose subscribers here. But right now, the jam is to get YouTube TV or Hulu Live. And it's been that same trend that's been hurting AT&T with DirecTV. The whole cord-cutting movement is taking away from those DirecTV profits. Now, contrasting that within AT&T, they own HBO. And they're really counting on HBO to offset the DirecTV assets and there's also some other media assets they own. Just a little media production company we call Warner Brothers. Yeah, AT&T owns Warner Brothers, if you didn't know that. And so not having movie theaters also hurts AT&T in that way. So once again, they're this combination of wins and losses, this big seesaw game that they're playing as a company. Luckily, they're actually up around 5% because the wireless internet side of their business is growing so strong. But some investors claim after the earnings report that that will only temporarily distract them. HBO Max is really going to have to see a lot of subscriber growth. And HBO Max, I mean, what is this? HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO Now. There's a couple things they got to figure out there. Hot take that won't be probably that relevant when it comes to stock investing is that right now we are in the middle of media unbundling, right? All of these networks are unbundling into these different streaming services. Consumers like me and you are paying all of these different subscriptions just just to get the content that we want to watch. And someday a company is going to come bundle them all together and we'll pay a much larger subscription price, kind of like this thing called cable. I think we're still a good ways off from that, but I don't know about you. There's a lot of money being spent on TV subscriptions that isn't really sustainable over the long run. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, TTYL.